Hello friends and welcome back to the Homecoming Podcast. The Homecoming Podcast shares conversations, practices, and inspiration for returning home to your true self. I'm Sarah Elaine Nelson, a certified yoga therapist and yoga teacher working mostly online using the traditional practices of yoga along with modern technology to help you create more ease and joy in your life. Hey friends, I want to share a couple of quick announcements at the top of the show. The first is that I have a really cool online workshop coming up on New Year's Day that I'm offering through Adosa Wellness Online. It's called a collective ritual for hope in the new year. It will include some gentle movement, guided meditation, all with the goal of creating hope and focus for the new year. I feel like 2024 is going to be an important year for us to focus on the work we're here to do while limiting distractions. And I'm really hoping that this special class will create the space you need to figure out what your hopes are for 2024 and what your part to play is in bringing those hopes to fruition. As always, if you'd like extra support around this, I want to remind you of my online therapeutic yoga membership, Homecoming. In light of the economy and inflation, instead of raising my prices, I've made the rather bold move to recently create a sliding scale starting at just $25 a month in order to make the membership as financially as accessible as possible. And Homecoming isn't just a library of recordings, although it certainly is that. We also delve into a topic each month and you get support from me with regular emails, a curated playlist, and a live class each month, as well as direct email access to me, your own yoga therapist. I'm always asking in the emails for people to to provide feedback, to join the conversation. If you join the membership in December or January, I'm also offering a free one-on-one Zoom check-in with me. So information about both the New Year's Day class and the homecoming membership can be found in the show notes. Today, I'm excited to welcome Emily Pantel to the podcast. I wanted to invite Emily on towards the end of the year so that we could be sure to touch on the problematic nature of New Year's resolutions, which she called catnip for perfectionism. We also get into the pressure of living up to your potential, passion versus enjoyment, and how she uses astrology in her career coaching. Emily Pantel is the career coach and confidant behind Self Over Should, flipping the script on what it means and takes to be successful. She supports fellow recovering overachievers in search of purpose through one-on-one coaching, astrology readings, and group workshops. Her approach is self-first rather than strategy-first, because what makes sense isn't always the same as what feels right. Also, a progressive HR leader in global organizations, 
Emily is on a mission to co-create a workplace cultural shift in which work is an outlet for self-expression rather than the where or how to prove oneself. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the Homecoming Podcast. Hi, Sarah. I'm so happy to be with you. I am I'm so happy to have you here with me today. And I love the work that you're doing over at uh, Self Over Should. And it was a post that you made recent, well, s- somewhat recently on Instagram, <laughs> on Instagram about the trouble with the phrase, quote, living up to your potential. And that really, Oof. really got to me. And so I wanted to invite you to talk a little bit about your issues with that phrase. Yes. I just hear the phrase living up to your potential and I have a visceral response. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of pressure that I feel when I think about the concept of my potential and living up to it. And I credit a lot of messages, norms, and expectations, traditions that I exist in, that I grew up in, just as a a person who lives and grew up in the United States, where there's this idea that there's an achievement or a accomplishment or a level of output that I must achieve or reach in my life, as it's been a waste. And some might hear me say that and be like, whoa, chill. Like it's not, you're reading too far into it, but that's just, that's how it feels deep within. It feels like a, like a veiled threat, Mm. even though if, if you're like me and you heard of growing up, like you've got lots of potential. I think there were a lot of really well-meaning, supportive adults, champions for you that were, were, were saying like, this is a great thing. Like you're, you're phenomenal. You could do so much or you could do anything. And on the one hand, that's a beautiful message to receive. And one that I'm, I was lucky to receive. And there's a flip side to that. When that sort of vote of confidence is delivered within the systems of, Hmm this country or in many parts of the world um, where it's, there's like, or else (laughs) you've got a lot of potential. Cool. But what, especially for me, I was not someone that grew up and knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. I really struggled to answer that question. And um, so if, if, with this idea of potential that there's like this one right thing that I'm meant to do. I don't know if my intonation is, is conveying the capital letters, (laughs) (laughs) capital capital one, capital right, capital thing, um, that I've got to discover. Like my potential is some jewel out there that I've got to uncover on some treasure hunt or else I failed at life. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the, the stakes are so high for our one precious life, our existence. Um, and, you know, I just want to put my, my stake in the ground and declare to all who are listening uh, that 
there is nothing to live up to. Like you, you are enough. I mean, I think we, I, I hope that you all hear that message um, coming from different channels, but um, I think the way that we think about potential has got to shift away from achievement culture mm-hmm. and shifting instead toward um, just an honoring of one's self. And it's less about what we're out there seeking that we have to acquire or do or accomplish. And instead more the pursuit of being ever more authentic and ever more true uh, to ourselves. Yeah. So I love that. Thank just some you. initial thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like what, what started out as, you know, kind of like this blessing of a phrase, mm-hmm. like yes. you have, you have so much potential, like kind of turns into this curse. You had so much potential. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. What happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think I do. I do acknowledge that there's a, um, a competition with myself. I think that I'm engaged in, yeah, which I think is a byproduct of my own healing journey and my own growing self-awareness around how I choose to engage with that idea and also just who I am as a human, who I am as a professional and the impact that I want to have on the world, what my sense of purpose is, what's meaningful to me. So when I say healing journey, that's what I'm talking about that journey. Um, and so my comparison though, right, like for competition with self is a sort of, I think a sort of a residue of the, the yesteryear where mm-hmm. there's still a part of me in there that's clinging to the conditioning and the messaging and the expectations and the type A overachieving um, way of being mm-hmm. that, that I, I, exhibited for so long um that's like I is it past tense like did is it that I had a lot of potential like in in my in my low moments I think I still there's a fear yeah um but I think that whisper or that antagonism is just a little bit like a a vestige of that that messaging which not only no longer serves me but which I think is just actually false Mm -hmm. um so I think if there's anyone that's in, that feels like they're in competition with themselves or are wondering, like, have I peaked? <laughs> um, number one, it's normal. Yeah. And number two, um, don't believe it. <laughs> don't buy into it. <laughs> but maybe it's a little like, oh, hello. Hello, old friend. <laughs> I, I hear you. And um, we're choosing we're choosing to go about things a little differently now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. That, that just makes me think of, um, the title of your newsletter. I think it's also the title of your coaching Mm. business self over Mm. should. And that makes me want to ask you about that title and, um, sure. Yeah. Self over should. Um, I think, well, it took me a while from the initial conception of my business, my coaching business, um, and the, the naming of it. There's a, a, a learning that happens, of course, when you start something. Um, 
And I didn't know initially that I was going to focus in the realm of career um, and meaningful work mm. and a sense of purpose. But there was still that very clear declaration of putting self over should, where there's the active choice to acknowledge what are the expectations, what are the pressures, the the conventional wisdom that's actually more convention, perhaps, than it is wisdom, <laughs> and um, and a commitment to honoring that that true experience of of oneself. So, um, I share this sort of context of of the the journey from the founding of the business and to now, which is a few years time now. Because I think my way into the work that I do with clients is through the realm of work, typically mm-hmm. their own professional selves. Um, because I think that's a lot. We, we spend a lot of our times, our time, engaging with work or at work. Some of us, our coworkers, if you have them, yeah. uh, they spend more time with you yeah. than sometimes your family or your housemates or your pets. And, um, so I think a lot of our, our stuff (laughs) plays out at work, our search for purpose, Mm -hmm. finding our passion, living up to our potential, um, achieving things. And, um, when in fact it's, it's, if you were to pull on that thread, you'll realize that it's woven throughout the fabric of your life. And so, um, I don't think that the, the, the lessons or the, the journey is limited to the professional realm, but I think that the professional realm is a great place, a great playground mm. with lots of examples for us to bring some awareness into where, how are the shoulds playing out when, how, and how can we, how can we practice that in a way that's going to bring you some really tangible, meaningful relief in mm-hmm. your life. You can also take those tools and apply them to other areas of your life as well. Um, and the shoulds being these voices, maybe from inside or outside about mm-hmm. like the way we should be doing things. Yeah. 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 If, if, if there's ever been a moment where you thought I'm wrong, or I'm, I'm doing it wrong or right. Oh, never. That's not really <laughs> that, <laughs> <Lucky> never. <you. laughs> or, um, yeah. yeah, I mean the, the, I mean this, there are lots of ways that, that sheds can be experienced and many of them are very personal, um, that mm. are beyond the grades you get in school or the title that you have, um, or what your resume looks like. But, you know, the, the way that your brain works or who you love. And um, so I think a, a lot of those other shoulds have been really prominent in, mm. in my life. And I'm really determined as I grow and evolve and learn to just share what I know. 
and not from the lens of I have the answer, <laughs> but from the invitation, hopefully. That's really that's really yeah. who I hope to be for folks is an invitation to do things differently and do things your way. Um, even if they don't fit what you thought you had to do to be successful. Like let's yeah. flip the script on on what it means to be successful or what it takes to be successful. Um, and all of that being rooted, of course, in in your well-being. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Of course. Okay. So definitely in college, I feel like there was a lot of um, this pressure about finding your passion. Mm. People wanted to know like, what's your passion? Just do your passion. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And so (laughs) curious about thoughts you have around that directive, like to find your passion, to follow your bliss. I love this. um, I say I love it, but I don't. This idea like, (laughs) do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yes. (laughs) I've heard that as well. (laughs) Um, So passion's a really interesting one. I also heard that a ton in high school, throughout Mm -hmm. college, and even even now um, into adulthood. Um, And to the point where the word passion kind of lost all of its meaning to me. But I think the, what that meant to me when I heard was like, find what you love to do, mm-hmm. find what you could do every day. And to your, to the other phrase, so that you'll never work a day in your life. Um, but I think that's misleading. Uh, and I think it's Liz Gilbert who has um, really spoken on this topic beautifully. And I won't, I won't attempt to, to paraphrase her because she's said it the best, but there's something about passion that is like, that's a burning flame. Like it's when I hear that, I, I can like see like a mm. raging bonfire, right? It's like emanating a lot of heat, but I think a flame like that is not meant to burn that hot, that uh, ferociously mm at all times. And I think if we're, if we're constantly trying to keep fanning those flames, first of all, we're exhausted. <laughs> um, but second of all, I think then we miss the other sparks and um, maybe some embers or um, like other, other flames that we can be tending to. And so I think instead of finding your passion, um, I would I really would urge folks to consider what they're curious about. Hmm. Passion feels like, um, I don't know, it feels big. Like it it feels like there's some weight to it. And to be clear, like I love passion. I'm not opposed to passion. If If you've found a passion, if you feel like you've found something or you engage with something that feels like a passion and it feels right for you to claim it as such, rock on. I'm thrilled for you. Um, But for those who might feel like it's a little bit elusive, as I have for for so many years, instead consider what is it that you're curious about? What have you always wanted to try that you 
haven't for one reason or another. Mm. Um, especially if there's something that you haven't tried because it would be quote unquote silly. <laughs> um, definitely that would be one that I would encourage you perhaps to prioritize. Um, what's something that you've wanted to learn something about that you, that you can start to study or research? Um, what is a conversation you can have with a person who you find interesting or inspiring to you? Is there a bookshelf that, or a book on your shelf that you, someone gifted you for a birthday or a holiday and you have been meaning to read it and is it time to revisit that? Um, and just look for those things that are speaking to you and give them the airtime. And it doesn't need to be a passion for it to be something that's worthwhile for you to pursue and explore. Mm -hmm. um, you will inevitably in doing so find yourself with more information on, on what might interest you, uh, what, what comes next. Um, and I think counter to the productivity culture, you can also just do it because you enjoy doing it and it doesn't <laughs> have to lead to anything. <laughs> Love that. You're allowed to do something for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. Um, Something yeah. I like to say is you're alive to be alive, not busy. <sighs> so like, what are the things that make you feel alive? And, and that's find ways to incorporate more of that. Yeah. Mm, thank you. When you talked about that passion as being like that kind of burning fire, it, I just, mm -hmm. it made me think of like, striking a match and how when you strike it, it, it gets really bright, but then for it to mm. be useful, it, it has oh. to come down into this like smaller flame so you can light mm. your candle. That yeah. is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Thanks. Yeah. Because both are necessary, right? Like it's not either or, um, I don't want to disregard the idea of passion, but yeah, we've got, how do we, how do we use this flame? How do we mm -hmm. contain it so that it is generative and warming without being destructive or contributing to burnout or, right. um, there's some fun metaphors in here. <laughs> yes. I love metaphor. Yeah. The cornier, the better. I think they're, <laughs> they're very valuable, very useful. <laughs> so we're going to, it would appear maybe to the an outsider switch mm -hmm. focus for just a moment here. Um, okay. but I know, I know it all works together. I want to mm -hmm. hear about how astrology fits into the work you do. Ooh, yes. Okay. I'm so excited. You can probably hear the <laughs> smile in my voice. <laughs> so for me personally, astrology is, uh, an example of me putting self over should for others may, may have a different experience or see it differently, but for me, I felt like based on the, on the academic and professional environments that I've been in, astrology didn't belong in my work. That was something that's a fun little hobby that private life Emily can do and engage with and enjoy, but like, do not share that in a professional setting because others will discredit you. <laughs> and um, so I was carrying that for a while and I've been a student of astrology since I was a child. Um, I came upon astrology 
in a scholastic book fair <laughs> and had my, bought my first astrology book um, <laughs> with my own well, own money from chores yeah. or what have you. And uh, I was hooked. It was, it was a way for me to um, un- understand myself in terms that really resonated for me that I didn't feel um, I either heard or, or re- reflected back to me in the classroom um, at that time. And so I felt like I was starting to understand myself in a new way and in a way that felt really um, true to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been, a, since that tender age, uh, I've been c- continuing to use it in my daily life um, just on, on a personal personal uh, note through rituals and um, and study. And I thought it's really time for me to, <laughs> it's kind of corny, to like bring your whole self to work. Like that's a little like link jargon that I, I sometimes hear that, um, you know, that's a whole other topic we could get into, <laughs> but <clears throat> it felt for me, like I wanted to do a little bit less compartmentalization in this area. And because it, astrology has been so helpful for me in my own, um, understanding of, of a sense of purpose and what my strengths are, um, in and outside of work and the impact that I want to have through my work. And, um, so I thought, okay, I'm going to, this is going to be me looking out for little Emily Mm -hmm. by finally sharing this in, you know, through my, my coaching work. And so, um, for those who are not as familiar with astrology, there's, uh, you know, you might hear of your sign, mm-hmm. your sign is your sun sign. Um, the area of the sky where the sun was shining the moment you were born. And there are also every other sign in your natal astrological chart. And there are 12 sections of the zodiac wheel each of them representing a different area of your life and areas of your life include your career, mm. your vocation, your public roles. Uh, it includes sort of your, um, Chenny Nicholas puts it at uh, the daily toil, <laughs> that, which <laughs> I see as related to work-life balance mm-hmm. where there's like a whole area of your life dedicated to your work routines and how they relate to your health. Mm. So, I mean, that's tip of the iceberg, but just as an example to convey, there's a lot that we can learn about ourselves and how we can express ourselves through astrology, through that lens and see how we want to make it manifest in our work lives. So uh, I've started to offer practical magic astrology readings. um, And I call it that not only as uh, because I'm a millennial, but also because I do there's there it's important to me that there's an emphasis on your magic like what is uniquely amazing mm. about you and also make it practical like we're going to have some actionable insights from these these readings um and bring it from the cosmos down down to earth so yeah. that you can can use it to find a work life that really feels like um feels like yours so 
yes, actionable insights for your work life. That's yeah. what it's all. Very cool. So so we'll just mention, since you brought it up, the practical, mm-hmm. I will link to the practical magic astrology readings, but it's not just, it's not just like a straight birth chart reading, right? You're really, mm-hmm. when you're, when you've booked that, you're really looking, it, it's coaching as well. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Part reading, Whoa. part coaching session. Um, because again, I, I do not claim to hold the answers. <laughs> um, so I'll share information that I'm seeing yeah. in your chart. And then we open up the space for some coaching um, so that we can understand how is this showing up for you? What, what doesn't quite feel right? How might we look at this in a different way? Or what is really landing for you? And how can we, how can we savor that and, and really get the most out of that insight that, that is within you ultimately? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So we are, this podcast will be released in December. Mm. And so while I have you, I thought it would be um, lovely to chat with you about the problematic nature of new (laughs) New year's resolutions. Um, Yes, indeed. For me, I'll say they seem to come from like a place of lack. Um, mm-hmm. There's something wrong with me that needs to be improved. And, you know, I'll start January 1st, turns out much more like January 2nd through 5th. I don't know anyone sure. who really starts on the 1st. And what a perfect time to fix myself, be the best version of myself, mm-hmm. um, perhaps live up to my true potential. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's all related. Yeah. Emily, what do you think about New Year's resolutions? Personally, not a fan. Uh, I think they are uh, a catnip for perfectionism. Ooh, ooh, say it again. New Year's resolutions are catnip for perfectionism. They are. You you got me in the heart. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. um, You mentioned self-improvement and... Um, that is, it's just, it's a construct to me, I think. Um, I think self-improvement is our productivity and uh, achievement addiction directed Mm. inward on ourselves. But you are not a project. You are not your calendar. You are not your body. You are not your account balance. You are not your goals. You are not your work. Um, and so given those statements, you know, if for folks who are seeking to set resolutions, what is the, what's the mm. motivation behind it? Like, let's, let's look under the hood a little bit mm. and see what's the driving factor. And then how do we, how do we address that and tend to that in a way that doesn't feel punitive. Um, and that doesn't feel like, yeah, there's something that's coming from a place of lack that you've got to fix because mm-hmm. yeah, we just don't need to be, we don't need to be treating ourselves that way. There are plenty of other forces at work who are trying to critique us. We don't need to be that, you know, that force on ourselves. Yeah. I also think, I also think it's a problematic time of year to, um, mm-hmm. kind of arbitrary and problematic, like 
in the Northern hemisphere, the dead of winter, a time when like historically, naturally we should be like drawing inward um, and reflecting as opposed to like, you know, getting up at 4am to get to the gym or whatever. Absolutely. You've chosen a hard time to give things up, probably a hard time to start new things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, uh, it's a time of year that says, enjoy yourself, but not too much. Right. It's like, there's that, that bind of like, yeah, Yeah. happy holidays and enjoy the festivities, but also like, uh, you know, a lot of harmful diet culture messaging around this time as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, certainly from a, a, how we spend our time and, and how much we're expecting ourselves to do things and, um, and be productive. Yeah. I mean, we've got to heed the call to rest. Yeah. Um, this, this time of year more than any, I think, um, versus the expectation that we'll be able to maintain the same output at any given time. Uh, of the year, no matter what's going on, uh, yeah. circumstantially time of year within our bodies in within our families. Um, I mean, I think your, your listeners know, um, how un- unrealistic that is and how harmful those expectations can be Yeah, and that they do not, um, they don't speak to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's, um, it's good to be reminded. (laughs) Well, it's, it's tempting, right? I mean, how I wonder for you or or your listeners, if you've ever heard yourself think to yourself, like, Oh, if only I just managed my time better, or if only I just ate better or slept better, or if only I just exercise more, um, if only I could really stick to journaling, uh, finally, or, you know, but ultimately what that comes down to is like, if only I were just better. Yeah. Like that, that hurts me. Yeah. Um, yeah. If only I wasn't myself. Right. (laughs) Yeah. If only my life were not the life that I'm currently living in this moment, then I would be happy. I mean, when, when it's put like that, I mean, when, when do we ever get to feel happy or, um, even a sense of like sufficiency? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, ha- yeah, <laughs> I think that that's an interesting conversation of sufficiency and happiness and the relationship between those two things. But, um, you know, I hear the word abundance a lot mm-hmm. and, um, I think it was, I think it was Colin Bedell of uh, his handle on Instagram. It's Queer Cosmos. Um, phenomenal astrologer. Mm. Recommend you check him out. Um, but he offered this idea recently of, you know, in the wellness space where there's so much discussion about abundance. Um, what if we focused instead on sufficiency? Like when mm. is enough enough? When do we have enough? When are we enough? Um, and, you know, within the, uh, the 
iteration of capitalism in the, that's currently in the United States, for example, um, it, I think it's easy for abundance to then become hunger for more and more and more. Um, so yeah, when it comes to resolutions and how we're thinking about ourselves, um, how are we, um, how are we doing ourselves a disservice mm -hmm. when, when we're not allowing ourselves to, um, what, what am I trying to say? When we're not, um, when we're constantly looking to fix, mm -hmm. as opposed to focusing on what are the things that are going well? What are the things that I appreciate about myself? What are the things that I'm proud of? And how do I make more space for that? Um, how do I give more airtime to that rather than what needs to change? Yeah. You know, yeah. How do we practice gratitude for what's here? Yep. In, in yoga, um, in the yoga sutras, one of the things that they talk about is contentment and, mm -hmm. and, and non-grasping, like just not yeah. like, not just trying to have everything. Non-grasping. I mean, recovering perfectionists, recovering overachiever over here, like that, that word grasping really conveys the sense of what it is to strive to achieve and produce and excel. Um, and that is just, that's, that's, it can be cruel, I think. Yeah. Um, there's um, another, uh, I think he's a, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm not recalling his title right now, but Brene Brown has been in conversation with him on her podcasts, um, Scott Sunshine. Hmm. Um, and he positions these two ideas of stretching versus chasing. Hmm. And chasing, chasing more along the lines of that grasping and that like unhealthy striving um, yeah. in pursuit of a level of achievement or accomplishment versus stretching, which is more, as I recall it, but definitely check out his work, is more like what, what are the resources available to me right now? And by resources, I'm also talking like energy, yeah. spoons, time, um, relationships, support system, um, and then perhaps other other types of, of resources um, as well. From where I'm at currently, what is the next available step? And let it be small. Let it be small, please. <laughs> small steps count. I want to get that. Yeah. Or, you know, on a bumper sticker or something. Um, but uh, something I like to say as well is you don't need to change everything in your life in order for everything in your life to change. Mm. Yeah. Like sometimes, especially around New Year's resolution time, um, I feel like I've got to change everything. I've got to have, an, I've got to find a new apartment. I've got to get, you know, a new wardrobe. I've got to get a new daily routine. I've got to get a new planner. I don't know. Like everything's yeah. got to go. Uh -huh. 
<laughs> and instead, like, what are the small steps that I can take consistently mm-hmm. um, that don't require that I need to go out and buy a whole bunch of things, <laughs> spend a whole lot of money. But if I, if I can take small steps consistently, I, I truly believe that I'll get farther than if I expected myself to take big leap after big mm-hmm. leap um, to move forward and whatever that means. Um, so I think one simple thing, one small thing that you do um, consistently can, can change your life. Yeah, I agree. And I would, I would add to that, um, make that one small thing joyful instead of like yeah, some sort of please. punishment. Yeah. Oh, please do that. Yeah. 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 That, that would be the self over should way for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm more equipped to, to head into, to new year's this year. Oh gosh. I hope, I hope so. I hope we all take it easier on ourselves. Um, because yeah, we're playing the long game here. Yeah. Yep. So true. So Emily, you can be found on social media and I have those links. Those will be in the mm-hmm. show notes. You bet. Anything, anything else you want to let listeners know about, about you and working with you, mm. finding you? Sure. Yeah, I think I'll I'll also share you can you can stay in touch with me via my newsletter as well. That is now a monthly newsletter. It's called Note to Self. Love it. So um the intention being that these each note is a little bit of like a missive or or something that can help you te- remain tethered to yourself amidst the daily grind amidst the busyness of the holiday season or just the the busyness of like productivity culture um, and the state of the world. Um, and each one will be focused on the astrological sun season. So it's a way to start dabbling into how, how does astrology, how can it um, be something that is supportive to me throughout my life? Um, by viewing each of these, these months as their own season. Um, so mm-hmm. I hope that, I hope that folks will find that really helpful. Yes. And I will say, I find it very helpful. It's chock oh, full of information you. and musings and yeah, I find it uh, a real delight to read. So oh, thank you for that. Thank you so much. And um, also there'll be, I, I like to put a, together a playlist for each one because sharing music recommendations is one of my love languages. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> well, Emily, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing mm-hmm. your wisdom with folks. It was just thank you so much for having me. Yeah. As I said to you, before we even started our conversation, you'll be back. You've got like, <laughs> I would love that. So much great stuff to talk about and such important work you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. That means so much to me. Um, and I feel the exact same way about you. I look forward to our next conversation, whatever that may be. Um, a lot of what we talked about today, the stuff go, it runs deep. Yeah. So 
you know, I, I hope that folks found something helpful or thought provoking um, that will help them think about some things in a new way today. And there is so much still to uncover um, and dig into on these topics. So uh, I, anytime, I would gladly, I would be honored to, to return. Thanks, Emily. All right. Talk to you soon. Stay well. Take good care. You too. Thanks so much for listening to the Homecoming Podcast. The Homecoming Podcast is brought to you by the Homecoming Online Therapeutic Yoga Membership, where we put a lot of the things that we talk about on the podcast into practice. If you'd like to read more about the Homecoming Membership or join, The links are in the show notes where you'll also find links for my guest and a link to the New Year's Day practice. I'll see you next time.